welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 15. We are talking about one of my favorite topics this week. Do I say that every week? That's how I feel every week. (laughs) Uh, Today, we're talking about listening. I love listening. I've been teaching listening skills for a very long time. Uh, And I am a constant learner around listening about how to be a better listener. It's something that we can constantly evolve. So today, I'm going to share some of my top tips for listening. And some of these are really fun. They could just kind of open up your view like almost like you start to get some peripheral vision and you start to get like a wider lens on how you listen, on how others are listening, on what type of listening works for you, what type of listening you like to do. And it can be really fun and really playful and really wonderful. It can also make you a lot more effective in all of the roles that you play. So whether that is uh, as a collaborator or as a professional, as a friend, as a partner, as a family member, a parent, whatever it is, being a great listener is a key skill to just having really close connection and wonderful relationships from my opinion. So before we get into that, I want to, (laughs) uh, a couple of episodes ago in the good day spray, that was the name of the episode. Um, I think it was episode number 10. I talked about the roles that we play and how a lot of the concepts that uh, we have inside our heads that define what it means to be great in these roles that we play come from external sources. And I had this experience that cracked me up last weekend that I wanted to tell you about um, where this whole concept came into my mind. So I'm going to tell you that story really quickly, and then we'll dig into listening. So I took my kids uh, on a staycation just for one night because they had the week off of school. And we live in San Diego and there's a hotel that I took them to for a whole week last summer when my husband had COVID and was quarantining. Um, And so they wanted to go back there because they had great memories of gallivanting around this hotel. So we went there this past Friday and it was pouring rain in San Diego, which for us, it it's really delightful to watch San Diegans watch rain come down. Everybody drives really slowly and carefully and people tell each other we can get through this. <laughs> and people are like, is that water falling from the sky? What is happening? It's just like, it doesn't rain from here very often. And so it's really magical and hilarious when it does rain. So we're in this hotel room. Um, that I got on points and we were excited to go swimming, of course, and use the hot tub. And so my kids are looking out the window and we're all snuggled up in bed and we're watching nature shows. And my son says, but can we go in the hot tub? It's pouring rain. There's no lightning, but it's raining. And I almost say no, right? Because that's what you're supposed to say. And then I look at him and I'm like, I mean, it's pouring rain, but do you want to? I'll take you down there. And my daughter shakes her head emphatically. She's like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm staying here and reading. And my son says, yeah. So he puts on these goggles. They're chartreuse and aqua blue. And they're sort of, I love seeing my kids' faces in goggles. They like squish their cheeks. And 
that he has a hoodie on on top of his swim trunks and a rash guard. And so he's got like this little part of his face that's squishing goggles visible and he's grinning ear to ear because not only are we at a hotel on a Friday, but we are going to go outside in the rain and go in the hot tub. And so I put on my suit and I go downstairs with him and we walk, you know, across the lobby and everyone's heads just turn and their eyebrows go up. (laughs) They're like, where are you going? And we're just giggling and walking past them. And we are in flip-flops sloshing through the water. And again, it's San Diego. It's not that cold, right? But it's cold. And we're sloshing through the water outside. We pull the card up. My son pulls the um, you know, the pool key card, the room key card up, unlocks the gate and opens it. And we tuck all our shoes and clothes away and under the shelter. And we go and get in the in the hot tub. And then he goes back and forth. We both go back and forth between the pool and the hot tub and it's pouring rain. And we put our arms out, you know, to the sides and put our faces up and catch the cold rain on our faces while our bodies are in the hot bubbly water. And we're just cracking up. It would have been so easy to just say no, because when it rains, you don't go in a pool, you know, but I saw his face and luckily I paused long enough to think, why would I not? There is no lightning. It's safe. I'll make sure he's warm enough so he doesn't catch a cold. And then of course, once we got all, we stayed out there for a while. We had a blast. It was raining. Um, no one else was out there the entire day. And then, uh, you know, we were out there for half an hour or something and we go back through the lobby, (laughs) sloshing, slosh, 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 walk, 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 walk across the lobby with everyone's, you know, faces turning and looking at us with these little smiles on because we're soaking wet. It was so delightful. And then later on that day, because it was raining, my daughter was reading and we were very sedentary that day and I wanted them to get some exercise. So we were walking around the hallways and running up and down the hallways um, to get some exercise. And my husband, you know, the next day we were telling him about the time at the hotel and talking about popcorn and running up and down the hallways and going outside in the rain. And he's like, that sounds like what I used to do with my friends, you know, like we felt like like we were being wild and doing that. And then he looked at me and he's like, but you, our kids are doing it with their mom. And we both laughed really hard. And it just made me think about that idea of the roles we play and how so much of the time it's so easy to default to how you're supposed to be as a mom, as a wife, as a a friend, as a professional, whatever, and how much fun it can be when you pause and think about what do I want to do right now? Is there an invisible rule that I think is there that I actually want to break right now? Is there a different way of doing this? Am I saying no because I really think no or because I'm used to saying no? How might I say yes? Saying yes, my friends. Yes, yes, yes. As much as you can. Um, When you want to, saying no is important too, but saying yes can open up so much magic. So that's what I have to say about that. All right. So let's talk about listening. What I'm going to do first is I'm going to talk to you about four or five different ways that we automatically listen and that other people listen to us so that we can start to develop this understanding of our 
default modes of hearing and listening. So as I go through these different modes, I really want you to think of what your experience of these modes are. I'll prompt you a little bit as I describe them, but really think about when are the times that you find yourself listening in these ways and when are the times that you find yourself being listened to in each one of these ways and what is that like for you? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you want more of it? Do you want less of it? All right. So the first type of listening I want to talk about is called superficial listening. What superficial listening is, you can take a guess if you want. What I think of it as is you're listening, but not really. So you can think about times when you're doing this, maybe when you're in a meeting that you don't think pertains to you, or when you're listening to a podcast, not now, of course, some other podcast, just kidding. But when you're listening to a podcast or watching a show and you start to sort of like fade away, this happens to me sometimes with audiobooks where I realize I have to like rewind half a chapter because I've been thinking about something totally different. Um, So superficial listening also happens with humans in our lives, right? When someone's talking and we turn to them, we're like, you know, I am so sorry. I completely drifted off and I did not hear anything you said. Can you repeat the last 30 seconds? It's so nice when someone's just honest about that instead of pretending they were listening, right? So we superficially listen. Um, Sometimes when we're multitasking and we get distracted, sometimes with kids, we nod. Um, Or with people we're used to being around, we nod and we indicate that we're listening, but we're not really. So that's one of our default modes of of listening. It's appropriate in some places and probably not in others. So you just notice, when do you superficially listen? The next one that I hear about a lot is fixing listening. So when someone is talking, And the whole time they're sharing what's going on for them, we're thinking of how they could solve their problem or we're thinking about what they should do. And you can just notice when that's happening in your head and ask yourself, is this actually what this person wants from me right now? So fix it listening or fixing listening can be really appropriate when someone wants help solving their problem or when you're somebody's boss or when you're somebody's support system. And they just want that help. But oftentimes when people are talking, when we talk, we just want to be heard and validated. We just want to share. Or we want someone to ask us questions so that we can think through what we should do. Just notice when you're listening to fix the problem for somebody and tell them what they should do. And then also, do you have anybody in your life who always responds like that? You know what you should do is this. Do you know what you should do is this? Maybe you like it. Maybe not. Is that what you're looking for or is it not? In those moments too, when someone responds in that way and it's not what we're looking for, we can just say, you know what? I actually don't need any help solving the problem. I just want you to listen to me. Will that work? Is that cool? Give them a little smile. We can ask people for the type of listening we're looking for from them. All right. The third type of listening is called self-referential listening. This is when I'm listening to you talk, but I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about a time when I experienced something similar to what you're saying or what it would be like for me if I was experiencing what you're talking about. And there's no good or bad here. There's no right or wrong. Again, it's just really valuable to begin to witness ourselves and think about how am I listening right now? So have you ever had somebody 
tell you that they're going on a trip and they had a long line at the airport and they almost missed their flight or something like that. And then you respond with, oh my gosh, I remember when I almost missed a flight. So that's an example of self-referential listening. When you're hearing what they're saying, but you're thinking about yourself. And this is actually really necessary for human ability to relate with one another. And we can just notice when we're doing that frequently, because when we're always responding to what someone else is sharing with an example of what it's like for us, it can feel like we're not actually listening. Like we don't actually care about the other person because all of us might experience the same thing in really different ways. So self-referential listening, you can just notice when that happens for you. (laughs) And then the last type of listening that I want to share is active listening. And this is the one that I use all day as a coach, but I also try to use in my personal life. Active listening is when I sort of disappear for a moment, my experience disappears and I'm listening to what it's like for you. So when you're in active listening, you're not thinking about your similar experiences or how to fix a problem. You're fully engaged, fully present and thinking about what was this like for them? Maybe you're asking follow-up questions. Maybe you're checking for understanding. Maybe you're saying, hey, do you want some solutions? Do you want to hear what this was like for me when I experienced it? But you're really asking if that's what they want and what they need. I like to think about um, this, like when I read Walden Pond long ago by Thoreau, he sort of was like talking about an being an eye that was just out in the forest, out in the wilderness, witnessing everything. He's just in observation mode. Another friend of mine calls herself the golden ear when she's in this mode where she's just listening. And I really love to step into that very freeing place of active listening where you're just not about you right then. You're just there to hear the other person. And in relationships, it can be amazing to take turns active listening. It can be so wonderful to really get to know each other and witness each other and understand each other. And as you listen, 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 you can think about what you can think about the situation later, but in that moment, you're just trying to understand. You're not trying to figure out where someone else is right or wrong. You're really not judging what they're saying. You're just listening to understand. So that is my favorite type of listening. And those are the four types that I wanted to share with you. I'm going to share two or three more things after this. But before that, I'm going to share another story about my kids that will just lighten all of this up and remind you how playful it can be. So we've talked about fixing listening, superficial listening, self-referential listening, and active listening. And they're all fun things to play with. Like anything else, just to play with your awareness around when are you using them? When do you like using them? When do you notice other people listening to you in these different ways and do you like it or not, right? No right, no wrong, no judgment, just awareness. Dr. Becky at Good Inside is such a great resource for parents. And I follow her on Instagram. She has a great book um, that I'll put in the show notes. 
that I highly recommend. And one of the things I love about her social media presence is that she just gives you plug and play sentences that you can use with your children. She'll say, hey, are you having a hard time with your kids getting upset? Use this sentence. Are you having a hard time getting your kids to brush their their teeth? Use this sentence. And she'll sort of model it. So she did one of those the other day. And she modeled how it could be really helpful to just acknowledge for your kids how it could be hard to be a kid. So the other day, my kids were being a little bit salty. They were a little frustrated. And I couldn't tell what was going on and why. They kind of had the like funky, salty faces. (laughs) One word answers. I had like carted them around to vacuum my car and clean my car and go to the bank. And they were probably just bored. And so, you know, I was like moving them around, vacuuming around their feet. And we got back in the car and they were all salty. And I was like, this is probably why. And so I used one of Dr. Becky's sentences verbatim because I was thinking maybe they needed a little validation and acknowledgement. And I said, you know, kids, you know what I've been thinking? They said, what? And I said, you know, I've been thinking it can be hard to be a kid. And they both look at me. And they laugh and they say, no, it's not mama. And I'm like, no. And they say, no, it looks way harder to be you and dad. It's like, all right. So don't take listening too seriously. You know, like anything else, just play with it. There's no right or wrong. You don't have to get all hard on yourself if you're superficially listening a lot. Just play with it. But I will give you two more things to think about with listening. All right. So a second area where we can generate awareness around our listening is in how much we nod mm -hmm, and generally indicate agreement when other people are talking. So how much when someone sitting across from you is talking, do you say, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yes, totally. Right. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Like kind of parrot back as they're talking. Slash, how much do you nod emphatically? to be supportive of someone that's talking. For those of us that do this, our intentions are great. For many of us, we have been socialized to create very comfortable environments for other people to feel very supported and validated when they're talking. And sometimes that's not very helpful for a couple of different reasons. Number one, when we are nodding and indicating agreement and mm-hmm, We are doing just that. We're indicating that we are agreeing with what is being said, and we might not agree. So when we can just slow down that nodding a little bit and still ourselves a little bit more, we're not necessarily giving off physical cues to the other person that we are in agreement. We could just listen and then consider. Another reason to be aware of how much we nod and and, mm -hmm, is because it can really be distracting for people. When we are saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have you ever been in the middle of a flow and someone's saying, mm-hmm, and you say, what? Because you think they said something that they want to interject. I see that happen a lot. So just noticing how much we do those things can allow us to just respect the space that someone else can take up all on their own in a conversation without needing us to agree with them the whole time. One of the ways that this can be so valuable is it creates a space where people hear themselves. Have you ever sat across from someone when you're speaking and the person is just creating a really still space for you to speak? What I notice is when that happens, I pay so much more attention to what I'm saying. 
I might actually pause and be like, wait, is that really what I think? (laughs) When someone is just a little bit more still and paying attention, we can actually take up the space that we want to and pay so much more attention to what we're saying. And the last thing that I'll share, the last major listening skill that I love so much is called mirror listening. Sometimes we think that listening to what someone else is saying or what someone else feels is invalidating us. It's not true. Mirror listening is a way of setting a boundary up. It's a way of just acknowledging what someone else is saying and feeling and thinking and sharing as what they're feeling and thinking and sharing. There are always many things that are true at once. We all are having different versions of our experiences, even when we're in the same environment experiencing the same thing. So someone else can talk about what they're experiencing when you experienced it as totally different and you can still just sit and listen and hear everything that they're saying without making it it wrong on your side. So the way that you do this is when someone is sharing, you can just say, oh, so that's how you feel. You just reflect back in a natural, organic, non-weird way what they're saying. So when they're saying, that was really frustrating for me when you said these three things, you can say, oh, gosh, right. That was super frustrating. Or I could totally understand that you're frustrated by that. I get it. Thanks for telling me that you were frustrated by that, right? You can just acknowledge in whatever way is very real for you, in your own language, in your own voice, what something is like for somebody else. And later on, you can consider whether you agree, whether you want to share anything else, but you can use mere listening and active listening to just hear what experiences are like for other people. And when they're done sharing, you can say, did it? You can repeat back what you heard. So so you felt like this and this and this. Did I get that right? Did I leave anything out? And when you ask those two questions, at the end of what someone else is sharing, it gives them the opportunity to correct you. And how often do we just assume what someone else thought or felt or experienced or assume that we really understood what they meant by something? And how often is that inaccurate? So the three things that I offer to you today around listening skills, number one, just notice what types of default listening you do. Do you practice active listening? Do you try to fix things? Are you listening superficially? Are you listening self-referentially? It's all good. Just be aware. When you're listening, do you nod a lot? Do you indicate agreement? Do you, mm mm-hmm? Nothing wrong with that, but you can just play with it. Be aware. Notice what feels good for you. And lastly, when someone else is sharing how they feel, it really has nothing to do with you. It's how they feel, what they think, what they experienced. So you can just mirror back in a non-weird way. Can't say that enough. (laughs) Don't repair it back what they're saying, but mirror back. Hey, this is what I heard you saying. Did I get that right? Did I leave anything out? All right, my friends, go out and be golden ears this week. (laughs) Have fun listening. And I will see you 
next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.